When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Come on, you record all this stuff for us. Hello and welcome to the fight. Fo- oh, well, you're talking about my intro now, Mark. Hello and welcome to the Fight Cop Podcast, episode 24, season 12. Can you believe it? We've got this fine. It's this is about as miserable as I've ever been following Spurs, so that's good. Uh, today on the Fighting Cock, we're joined by the mountain that is John Bass. Hello. Hi. And the the man who would have been hi the man that would have been a pot washer when the Viking Empire was in its pomp. Mark Nesbitt Anderson. Fucking rude. It's not rude. They were big, strong men. Mm. I can't. I I I could have done a job. I couldn't see wielding an axe at a monk's head. I just couldn't. I could barely lift a hammer. I could look at the size of my wrists, mate. Indeed. Same. Yeah. Uh, Absolute dire performance against Aston Villa, as we well know. Um, didn't feel right from the off. Was inevitable. And do you know what? I don't even want to break down the game. Like we all saw it. We've all got eyes. We all saw. What, what can we say? What that geezer was shit. That geezer was shit. Larice is a liability. That geezer was shit. Kane's a myth. Son's a myth. You know, it was, you could just say all these, all this stuff. It's, it's pointless going over it basically. Um, yeah. But I think what I think we should do is, is look at where we're at. Because I, I've, have you ever, John? Have you ever, have you ever felt? Have you ever? Is this new? Or is this just a process and, we, and we're, you know, it's cyclical, this feeling for Tottenham. But does this feel a little bit more different this time? This um, feeling of, of doom. Dread. Dread, doom. yes. <laughs> well, it does today because I'm looking out the window and it's just been ra- like pissing it down. It's like a, um, like a rom-com and I've just been dumped. And the rain's just coming down. I'm just looking lovingly out the window it's for what's going to be. Disgusting out there, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's rank. fucking rank out there. And it's, it's tomorrow, absolutely and tomorrow night. What's going to happen? We're going to get pumped by Palace, and everyone's going to feel <laughs> even. If you think, if you're Spurs and you're out there and you think it couldn't get any worse, you wait 24 hours, my friend. Yeah. You wait. Do you, do you know what? When you were just saying then about like, oh, let's not relive the game. We all saw it and how awful it was. What what I have been doing is just listening to basically pods. The last couple of days, um, the five statements, etc. And what I've realised I've been doing to myself is it's like a loved one's been rushed to hospital, and then I'm just listening to lots of different people tell me what happened. There's not, there's no good that can come from reliving horrible experiences like that. But we do it anyway. I think there's some sort of weird catharsis around listening to stuff that makes you sad because you feel you, like you have to get you, through it. Do you listen to Spurs stuff when Spurs lose? I listen to it more probably when we really? lose because I. I like. I have to almost hit rock bottom and start digging before I can move on. Is that true for you? And I also like. Yeah, I have to wallow a bit. All right. I, I, I just. I, I, want to, no. I, want, I want to shut it off and forget about it. Yeah, I'm the op- Yeah, I'm that. I'm, I'm. I'm the opposite. I've. I try not to. Um. I, I. That's why I was like. I was. Um. If I'm not going to the game. It's. It's almost sometimes easier. Like it's because you can just fucking just do something straight after that just takes your mind off it definitely yeah hide hide the feelings away and just lock it just dig it put it right deep down in the belly where it doesn't come out until that's how i deal with my emotions in life as well you know yeah then it comes out 25 years later and i i punch a kid or something <laughs> um that's yeah how I, kids, I don't listen so how, to how many did, children have you punched thus far <clears throat> well, what why do you think i had to leave denmark <laughs> why do you think i'm never there you know? 
I could have, well, uh, I could have, why do you think I speak English so well? I just, I just, I've hidden any of that. That's why I don't like it when you speak about Denmark. I've That's got, I've got this image of um, of Mark running through the Danish wild, the Danish rural areas, the, the countryside, and these just giant men, Nordic men, chasing him with axes and leather. Um, he's um, he's a bit like it. It's a bit of a niche reference, but do you remember Recess? There was that like little kid called Randall, who was basically like. He would just grasp all the other kids up. I think that's what Mark would have been in, in the Vikings like era. They'd have all gone off fighting and Mark would have been there dobbing and everyone in. Oh, your wife was sleeping with Sa- Sander. <laughs> Sander. Just do- yeah, yeah do- dobbing Sand- everyone in. Mickelson. <laughs> uh, would have been pretty. Do you know what? To be fair, think about it, boys. I, definitely, you're right. I wouldn't have been taken out on raids, right? But I'd be the one left there. And then like, oh my God, I'm so like handsome Greta. So yeah. sorry, your husband, you know, got got stabbed to death and got brutally mutilated. Um, oh, there will there will be these, you need these shoulder Danish women that are twice twice your height and twice as strong as you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's fine. My first long term girlfriend was like twice the size of me. I used I remember like being able to like piggyback her. Like, she piggybacked me around the school <laughs> schoolyard and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Brilliant, mate. Amazing. Um, like a rucksack. <laughs> she, I sense, grew into my body. She was just large from, like, quite young. That's what Mark's nickname tall, was at school, large. the rucksack. Rucksack Anderson. <laughs> rucksack Anderson. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Levy, obviously. And just he's, getting piggybacked. He's rolling this. And, and obviously, if you, it, should, it should be a different conversation to the one we had last week, which is all about Enoch in or Enoch out. This is about who's responsible for the situation we find ourselves in now. We talk about Levy. Got to talk about Conte because this conversation has become tangible. Certainly in the last week, legitimately needs to be discussed whether Conte has, how much of a role Conte has in, in the position we find ourselves currently. And, and we've got to look at the squad as well. What needs to be done there? How can we move forward from this position? How long is it going to take? And, and, and if it's even possible? Of course it's possible, but see if we can make sense of it. But before we get into all of that, even though we have just talked mostly about Denmark thus far, um, we do have to mention the lovely people over at NordVPN who sponsor the Fighting Cop podcast. And it's an easy one to do because it's such a good product. It's actually voted by Time Magazine as the best invention. The best invention in the world in the applications and software category. So not, not, not on everything, but in terms of software and applications, NordVPN is the one. Um, you can buy the, the thing. I know we've talked a lot about. You know, you can access um, you can access football from other areas of the world if it's not screened in your native country by just simply clicking the, the, the a different location on the VPN app, and you can access geolock content. But the best one for me, and I'm sure there are many men out there for many reasons, is to bypass in the parental locks without the missus knowing. That's the one, because like, I think the missus often puts the parental locks on. Really, for you, not the kids. And it's important the kids don't see all that bad stuff as well. But what if I want to see the bad stuff? Now I can, and she won't know. I'm just talking figuratively. I'm not talking about specifically me. Um, Mark, this is going to be important for you. You know, as, as you're going to be a father soon. Yep. Father lot will go on. True. And um, how will you access the, you know, blonde well, yeah, Danish no, it's a, giants? It's a good. It's a good point because if my son grows up to be anything like the brandy little pig fucker that I was at a very young age, then I will need all the parental controls ever invented. Um, so yeah, it's about NordVPN. I'll need a way to get around it. Or so it's, it's, yeah, I won't tell him about NordVPN. Um, maybe when he gets a bit older, six so or seven. Essentially, um, you... but I, I, Go on. No, I was, I was just going to say, I, I had a, a, a personal tale about NordVPN as well, because it's actually uh, one of the things, I don't know if people know, but you can, you can use it for car rentals or I don't have a car. Um, and you can get cheaper rates if you hiring from abroad. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, like, but think about it. If, when you go on holiday to Spain or wherever, right, like if you rent a car from here, it's always, like, dirt cheap. I'm always like, fucking hell, I can rent it. It's like 19 quid a day for an Audi S5. Um, it's because you're from a different country. You can do it the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we drove up north. Uh, I mean, there's a good a good couple of months ago now um but you i got it way cheaper because i've said it's a spain if you um so I, I did the flip reverse on them there yeah if you if, if you use nordvpn in the way it's supposed to be used you save money every single turn you really will um and like i said you can you can watch porn that you don't usually 
able to watch because of the parental locks. Um, and imagine, like, if you like, at the moment, if you wanted, if you didn't want, you know, Spurs to be ruining your brain, if you, if it was possible to put NordVPN inside your head, it would prevent that pain from happening. If your brain was, forget it, that didn't work at all. Anyway, to get a huge discount on the NordVPN deal and a bonus gift, go to nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock. It's completely risk free. You can cancel at any day and any time in the next 30 days. Get involved. It's great. Uh, let's get on with it. We've got to just do it, really. Just rip the plaster off here, boys. Um, Jack, let's start with this. This is good. Um, is, it this, is this a justified reaction of issues bubbling beneath the surface? Rebuild, investment, lack of youth development, historically poor recru- recruiting, or an overreaction to results, the World Cup break, and the scum flying uh, with, require, uh, with re- requiring Conte's loved patience? Um... Is it is this legitimate? Like this reaction, John? Is this? Do you think it's a fair reaction to the way things are going currently? You know, there has been a lot World Cup break, like you say, Arsenal doing so well. You know, if we hadn't, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I think I, personally, I think it's legitimate, and the reason I think it's legitimate is because this isn't just this season, last season, the season before. This is like a decade's worth of systemic problems that are really reaching a bit of a head and the reason I say that is because I've been looking at a lot of the discourse like I said I listen to loads of pods and lots of really good comments and points around now it's not just one thing or the other right it's a combination of like lots of factors here that are all kind of um, reaching their different kind of infection point and lots of people are either choosing to pick one side or the other, but I actually think we do need to start looking at like the bigger picture of, there's actually a lot of things going wrong by a lot of different stakeholders across what is Spurs as a um, organization. So <clears throat> what I mean by that is, if we look at the manager scenario, right? Do we think our players are worse than Villa players, Brentford players, even with the injuries we've got? No, right? So there's some accountability on football inside. So Conte, his backroom staff and the players. Like I think it's fair to say we've got some shit players. We've got some really good players as well. We've got some shit players and we've got some players who are decent that should be performing better and that falls to the manager and those players. Now, alongside that, we've also had this manager, Jose Mourinho, I mean, Nuno will forget, and uh, Pochettino not being backed properly and not enough done on our kind of long-term planning of like the players that we've brought in. We've had a, quite a few disasters in terms of transfers. And that comes down to the board and, and Levy and what he's doing in terms of like building the, the structure on the playing side of, of the football club. And so I think now we're just getting to a point where you can put up with one thing for a little while, which is like a lack of investment. If you have a Pochettino who's pulling rabbits out of the hat and we're actually performing pretty well, right? And you get to a point where you're quite close to winning a few things and people are going, oh, we just need a little bit of an investment. It doesn't come, but we're still there or thereabouts. People forgive it. We've got to a point now where we've hired managers who are supposed to win stuff and we haven't got investment and we're not playing well. So all the things are going wrong at the same time. And that's why I think it does feel different. But this has been a slow tiptoe towards this situation for a long time. I think that's a fair summation of the uh, situation we find ourselves in. And Thanks very much. We, yeah, and, uh, that's, that's <laughs> hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> Let's all just fuck off. <laughs> Um, let's, that, is, that is a nice way to summarise the, 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 the position we find ourselves in. So let's start with why Conte, or, or in what part is Conte culpable for what is going on currently? Um, Mark, firstly, are you, do you understand the Conte, if there is, I don't know how sizable the Conte out um, percentage of, the, of our support, supportship is. I would say probably between five, maybe five percent. I've mean, got no way of quantifying that, but that, that's my assumption. But can you understand that at all? You feel like Conte's not doing enough with the squad. Because if we, if we had won the games that we <clears> should have won this season, then perhaps we wouldn't be even having a conversation about Enoch out right now. It might come down the line. But. Um, yeah, I, I, have, I can have some sympathy for, for, for parts of it. I think overall I, I disagree with it. I don't think I'm definitely not. Conte out. I'm not even leaving Enoch out yet. Um, everyone in, but but everyone in. Yeah, everyone stay. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll come back to that later. But I think on your on your question for for Conte, I, I 
I can see parts of it. Look, he is he's a very stubborn man. He's not he's not the kind of manager who will come in and just adapt to everything. He will adapt his own style a little bit based on the clubs he's been in. He can see some changes throughout his time. But he is as he gets criticized for. He is quite a stubborn and he he plays with a system and the his his kind of premise is you take me, I come to your club and then I mold club and the the players around me and my, my, my style and how I see this club playing. And that's what he's done with, with Spurs. He's come in and gone to play with a back three. He does like playing with a back three, but he played a back four at, at Chelsea. So he's not been wedded to the back three his entire career. He gets some criticism for that. You know, we didn't have ready-made wingbacks for him when he came in. Um, and that's something he's still lacking. So, so I can understand people being pissed off about, you know, why is he so stubborn? Why is he not going to a back four if, if he thinks that will... There's more solidity in playing with with two central uh, midfielders. Who we have, we have Benton Corn Hoybier there. They're brilliant. So I, I do get this argument for a back four and then two holding midfielders in front. But we don't have a creative midfielder, and we don't have centre backs who, have... who can who can play a back four. We, exactly. We, I you would... play. You 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 try. See how fucked up the three centre backs perform at the moment. <laughs> try playing with two. Try playing two. How about that? See how you like it you then. Need, because you, you need... still want your fullbacks. You don't want your fullbacks to just sit back and be just static you want them to bomb up the size as well think about rose walker so people just need to be a little bit mindful of what they're wanting but i can i can understand some of the the conte out but i think the levy out choir is stronger yeah it, it is it is but we are we are in a situation john aren't we that um conte he, the air of of confidence that we had around conte when when we were in our pomp towards the, the end of last season to where we are now, it's a different feeling altogether. Like, I, I, I don't know how you feel, but I have almost no confidence going into any game at the moment. Like the idea of facing Arsenal in two weeks is horrible. Yeah, I've. Um, I remember when we appointed Nuno and Conte at the time was available, and I just could not believe we'd made that decision when Conte was available. And there were a lot of arguments then around, oh, well, we're not going to spend the money. He so turned us no down, didn't bringing in the manager. And exactly, he ultimately turned us down, all the rest of it. I still just thought to myself, that that deal is there to be done. You have to go the extra yard to get it done. So when it happened, I kind of maybe wrongly assumed, okay, that he's asked for what he wants to get, and they've promised that to him. And so I kind of, when we started seeing some of the transfer activity that was happening, I was kind of pretty encouraged. I think we all were pretty positive about signings that we got, the players that we had, and the end of last season was was good. And we added, I think, like good players to what we had there. What we didn't know is that he, despite saying it was a club signing, that how much he would just completely refuse to play Spence, who might not be what he wanted, but was an exciting prospect that... I think another manager might have just chucked in the mix and just said, like, he's young, exciting, like, just be attacking fullback. That hasn't happened. We've, we have been unlucky with injuries. I do think that's fair to say. That's been a bit of a mitigating circumstance. We have we have that. And we have the World Cup and all these other bits and pieces. I think the problem for most people, and, and when I say most people, this is my opinion and from what I've gathered from people's problems with it, is there's no discernible system that we can see. Like, we're told all the time about automations and this way of playing and uh, the fullbacks overlap and blah, blah, blah. I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it since the end of last season. This season has been almost completely different. It's a rigid 3-4-3, isn't it? That's what it I feels just like. Don't, I just, we plod along for the first half, passing the ball across the back, struggling to break down uh, teams, or especially teams that sit deep. And Villa's a prime example of it, right? We, we saw them sit deep and people were saying, oh, they're sitting deep. That's why it's hard to break them down. Why wouldn't they sit deep? Because we can't break teams down. It's really obvious. Although we have nothing to do to, to break teams down. We don't have any way of playing that's going to solve that problem. Although, although I think they, they, when they said they sit back, it was more than that. It was a back six. Without the ball, they had a back six. They had two, essentially two fullbacks. So they did everything they could to nullify us. And then they, and when eventually we began to tire, they did manage to, to hit us on the break with those, you know, with, with, while being outnumbered. You know, well, we... Yeah. we and we did. There were a couple of occasions where we managed to break him up, and um, that Perisic cross where he pushed it past the keeper, and you know there was other bits and pieces. But it was just never. It never. It was symptomatic of everything following Spurs is now and watching Spurs is, which was just a game without any real. We never felt like we were going to score going forward. It never felt like that we there was any opportunity where we were going to. 
break them down, that we were going to be able to sort of, we were waiting for something lucky. And, and, <clears throat> and, even, and even the players that we, we, we've begun to, well, we, we previously have relied upon, just weren't doing their job. They weren't doing simple stuff that, that, that previously you, it would have been a banker. And I'm thinking specifically about Humin Son here. Like, I can't remember who it is I spoke to about it, but it, it, it was, he just seems like he's, there's something not right. There's something not right, and I don't, and I don't know what it is. And it was the, 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 there was two instances where he just felt this isn't about necessarily about his lack of quality because he know, we know he has it in, in abundance. But there's something not right. Like the, the, where the ball rolled under his foot right at the end, not that it meant anything, but specifically that little pass into Kane, which would have undoubtedly have resulted in the goal. It just wasn't there. And, and we keep saying, and I'm bringing this back to Conte now, that we keep saying that he can't legislate. Conte can't legislate for these mistakes or lack of quality. He can't. He can't. I mean, I mean there's, there's systematically something not correct this season, which was fine last season. So there's something going on. Something, Conte has to take some responsibility. But his players are letting him down. Like Dyer and Loris have let him down in a ways that he doesn't matter what he does on the training pitch. They, they, they've just, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not digging these players out. I'm not saying they meant to do it. But at this level, it doesn't matter whether you meant to do it or not. Your actions or inaction or your decision making has to be criticised if you're playing at this level. You can't, that's why Dyer was dropped because of that mistake, because he's been bad over, over, over many weeks now. Yeah, um, can, I, can I just come in on that point there, Flav, just quickly? Sorry, Mark, I know, you, I know you're waiting. But I think this this comes down to a system. If if your players like Dyer have relentlessly let us down, why are we playing a defensive system? It makes no sense. Because like, we, 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 we the weakest protected. part of our score. Yeah, we, our whole plan this entire season, because we, we seem to do it every game, is do nothing in attack for the first half. Right? The idea is not to concede, but we do concede because we have shit defenders, which we've all moan about and everyone will go, oh, that's the reason Conte's not doing well is because of our defence is shit. Then stop playing a system that relies on you keeping clean sheets and then having to fight back from it every game. Play like we played. when The best we've played this season was when we were 2-0 down in games. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like that from the beginning. That, that is an instruction not to play like that, because the players are capable of doing it, which is why we've had comebacks where we've scored loads of goals and there's been less emphasis on the defenders to sit and defend we've never been good at that and everyone keeps saying it's the same players letting the last three managers down those three managers have played the same system a counter-attacking sit in and hit teams on the break we are not set up for that we don't have the players for it so go on the front foot and then if you concede three goals and score four no one gives a shit but playing like this and just losing two nil to teams like Villa at home is pathetic and is under the manager's control to not play that way and rely on players who consistently let him and previous managers down. That's what pisses people off, pisses me off anyway. I, th- I think the, the I think part of the problem is if 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 Conte was here now, he'd he'd probably point to the fact that it it, it will be hard for him to play many other ways because in his his opinion, I'm not saying this is my opinion, but in in his opinion, he doesn't have the players to play on the front foot like he wants to. I mean, Zeski's now out injured, but so much of our of our Attack and attacking qualities relied on him because Kane Kane doesn't take a man on Kane doesn't dribble past his man. Son has just totally forgotten who he is as a player. The only player really we have in the squad we don't we don't get that from midfield at all. Hope yeah, Benton Core. Although Benton Core is adding it, he's adding that dribbling ability. It, it, there, there, it isn't there really outside of Kulisevsky. Perisic did a little bit of it against against Villa, um, but again that's two players out of out of ten outfield. Um, Romero was doing did more did more dribbles and touched the ball more than than Son and Kane put together against Villa. So 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 the, there is a problem with with us playing um, on the front foot, like you say. Although I I totally agree. I think that there is, and again, like I said before, I think that's that that's probably where people are justified in 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 getting a bit pissed off and a bit narky with Conte because he is really really wedded and really stubborn um, about his way of playing. Um, like that that you know he has. 
say he has only had two windows. He's had two windows, so you can criticise him a little bit as well for not bringing in those players. Again, we don't know how much of that sits with the club and how much EV slash Paratici has, has, has kind of gone after those creative flair players that he wants. But, I mean, he doesn't he, want, because again, he, fuck it, like, he, he had Ericsson at Inter, didn't play him for six months. He signed off, he signed like, off on these players, apart from Spence, which he made it clear that he didn't of. He must have signed off on the others because he never said a word. So, you know, he was happy with his squad going into... Also, he had Son and Kane. He, in his mind, and he's got Kulisevsky coming in, he knows what Kulisevsky's going to do, and that came true. And fucking... Kane dropped off a cliff last year, but then Son sort of stepped up. Now, Son's just fucked, and Kane is scoring, but Kane can't do all of it together. He can't cover the both, both positions. Richarlison's been in and out on cold, but then, and then injured a lot. Like, it is fucking hard. And I can't, I'm not, I'm definitely, I think Kane's been outstanding. The amount of, of work that, that guy's done to, to carry us is, is insane. You can't play in three or four positions. Um, well, this, and we really need that. But, this, but, you, but to be fair, Conte, he couldn't, he couldn't have seen Son just, just, just fucking totally giving up. Well, it feels like that. It feels like that. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't think he's given up. It just feels like he's, he might, he might be up. We're moving around the running order a little bit, but he might be old. He might just be getting on a bit. Like I know thirty's young in the modern age, but he, some all players react differently. Or maybe he's just developed. He's been at the club a long time nine nine years, ten years, or whatever it is. He's been here, and he's probably just feeling like there's an element of inertia sitting in. Like I've seen the same things. It might need something else to get him going again, or. Because at this yeah. level, you need to be hundred percent in on on every aspect, and and he's in his form this season's been it's been terrible, and 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 we we every time we criticise Son, we we receive multiple emails from Korean fans <laughs> saying that they're never going to listen to this podcast ever again. But he, the reality is that he hasn't been anywhere near as good enough, and I think Richarlison would have played more minutes if he was fit in his preferred position or one of his preferred positions. Um, I just want to talk about Kane then um, and, and the fact that he didn't touch the ball for 19 minutes against Villa. That is... If you can't get your best player on the ball, then there's, there's something wrong. And the fact that he hasn't been dropping back at all or it doesn't seem that he's link up... The link-up aspect to his game since they've been abandoned this season... Uh, we haven't seen it. So, I mean, and it, there was four games where the, the, the Villa one was a special one, but the, the other games were like six, seven minutes. In the, against Brentford in the first half, no, no, no player touched the ball fewer times than Kane. So I think even just bringing him back into the game, allowing the Son to run in behind and, and, and rather being a stick, it seems to be kind of rigid, very rigid, very rigid system. Do you think? Do you think he can turn it around? Can Conte turn it around though, John? I think he definitely is capable. So this is just to be clear. This is like where I'm, um, where I'm at in terms of my headspace. Is I actually don't like Conte. If I'm honest, I don't like the football he plays. I don't like him as a person. But I would give him as much money as possible, <laughs> right, which makes no sense. No, not really <laughs> on the surface, right? But the reason the reason I think that is because, and um, a few other pods have touched on this. We need to decide what we are as a club. If you're the sort of club who hires Antonio Conte, you're the sort of club who gives him 200, 300 million every summer. You have to be. And we, we have a lower base than he's used to starting with. So we, we need to spend that sort of money just to get him competitive with the likes of City um, and Liverpool and these other clubs. Because when you joined a Chelsea, they had the riches, but they also had a pretty strong foundation. When he was at Inter, they already had a pretty strong foundation. We know that we've got a lot of deficiencies. So when he says stuff like, you know, we need to bring in, you need a, a core of 14 players, he's right. Like there are a lot of players who aren't up to standard if you really want to compete for the major honours. So we have basically two options. If you keep him, and he is one of the best managers in the world, you've got to give him the money. You've got to back him. You've got to go big every window for the next three or four windows. And kind of using the phrase, like trust the process a little bit and give him the chance to to do it. Now, if he doesn't do it, I understand what people say around, oh, but when we're stuck with his players, okay, fine. In theory, if you're spending that sort of money, there's not they're not going to be like absolute dog shit players that you're going to be stuck with forever. They will still be usable players for other managers. It's not like we're going to be lumbered with the shittest players in the world. Or don't back him, fuck him off, and let's just get back to playing young players and and just be happy with trying to finish fourth every season and maybe nick a trophy. 
They're the two options that we have. We can't go and get the best managers in the world and not give them the money or get project managers and then not give them money either. Like It gets to a point where you have to decide what do you want to do and where are we? And we have been like flip-flopping flip back and forth. We tried to give like Pochettino big money signings, Endombele, Lo Celso and stuff like that. It didn't, didn't quite work out. It wasn't quite the right type of signings that we needed. Now we've got Conte and we seem a little bit reluctant to overspend, which is what it would be in terms of what the club's like able to afford. Just make a decision. And that's why I think the Conte thing is a bit of a red herring because as much as I don't like the style of football he's playing, I do think he's underperforming. He's not been given really a fair crack of the whip because he said from the very beginning, this is what I need. And the club, Levy and Enoch, have not delivered that for him yet. So I don't want to fully judge him um, on his performance until he gets that opportunity. If he gets four or five players in and we're shit, then I'll be like, I fucking hate him. Get him out on my club. Get him all out. <laughs> Um, but do you not think the contract is an issue, though? Because he, there's all well and good him saying you need 14 players, but you've got a manager who's out of contract in May next, or June next year. And you might say, you, might say, you know, they, they, they're not going to be bad players. If, if we've got to spend £80 million on players. They, they might not be good enough. They might be, they might be, um, they, they're going to be good. But he didn't want Ndombele. Ndombele cost 50-odd million. Lo cost close to 40. He didn't want them. We had to ship. They're currently costing us money, effectively. We're paying part of their wages. We've got, not, we've got half a million pounds for Ndombele's loan fee and zero for Lo That's not sustainable spending. That's bad recruitment. But not only... They look good on paper. It looked great. I mean, we were all ecstatic. I understand... I understand... Right now, Daniel Levy's position of if even if it's this Izzy's position, I don't know, but if it is that he can't give Conte eighty million pound, a hundred million pound on players this year, if when he can't guarantee that he's not going to be there in June, he has to sh- if he wants commitment from the club, he also has to show a bit of commitment and 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 and, and say, all right, look, I am going to be here for two years on the agreement that you are going to invest in the way that we agreed when, when I signed this contract. Saying now, basically, I'm going to wait and see. This is what it feels like. I'm going to wait and see what the club do, and then I'm going to make my decision. <laughs> so hang on. I want you to spend all of that money, all of that money. It's like, nah, I'm going to spend all of that money. I want you to spend all of that money, right? And I'm, and I'm going to look at it and going to go, yeah, that's not right. I'm going. And, and where will the club be then? Because regardless of what you, everybody wants, Spurs can't or won't, no club does really, spend poorly consistently over a sustained period of time. Emerson Royale, 25 million. None of this is, is Conte's fault, by the way. Uh, Emerson Royale, 20, 25, 23 million, whatever it is. Barcelona bit our hand off for that. You've got Lo Celso and Ndombele close to 70, 80 million. Richarlison was spent for 50, 60 million. Romero arguably has been a success so far at Spurs. He's, he's not, he hasn't performed as well for us as he has for Argentina. And his commitment is, needs to be questioned to some degree, in my opinion. Um, but, but, but he's clearly a quality player. But, but it, it, the, 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 the spending to some degree has been there. And, and Conte has to show his part. It's no good him saying, well, I'm not even sure if I'm good enough to do this. Or we need the investment. We need 14 players. Well, we need you to say you're going to be here to build this. We'll give you everything you want, but you need to tell us you're going to It would be be crazy, in my opinion, to just spend 150 million or whatever it is, 100 million pounds, if you're not 100% sure that Conte is going to stay. That's that's, that's poor management. I don't know. I don't know. I, I... yeah, I want, I, 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 for the records, just because in case people think, well, well you got to back Conte. I want them to back him. I want him to back him. I want him to have everything he wants. But he has to give a little bit as well. That's what I think. I think it's absolutely just uh, justified to ask Conte to put, put his money where his mouth is, in essence. I mean, you can't be... That doesn't breed confidence within the playing staff either. To, to, to not be knowing if there's... Because they all fucking love him. You see Kulisevsky's comments around, you see Kane, you see Hoybier, Bentacle, you see everyone. They're all fully behind him, which I, I love. And it's really important as fans, we need to be really mindful of that because these guys see him every day. And a lot of it isn't, um, isn't you know, invited 
out of them by by the journals. Uh, Kulusevsky's latest word he he said that pretty much off the bat. So um, so that's important. We should we should look at that uh, and, and take a lot of um, uh, kind of what's it called from that. Uh, that's positive. Um, the thing about Conte though, he he does need to sign this contract because as fans, like you say, we get massively jittery. Because the thing is, when he leaves, like you said, Flav, like when he leaves, we're stuck with <laughs> whatever the fuck these guys. And same with the players. When these players leave, we're left with the memories of them and the money that we spent on them. And money, even though I don't, I don't really give a fuck that Daniel Levy might bankrupt himself. I don't want him to bankrupt the club. Um, when he need to go out and, and spend 150 million of their own value on, on the club, I think that's great care if they're worried about it that's it's their money whatever give us their money spend players um but the, if the club is lumbered with this stuff and like you say we've, we have spent money and in is a massive fucking failure a fiasco of, of astronomical proportions our, our most expensive ever signing at 64 million we've done fuck all with him and he's doing fuck all over in over in europe right now and we're gonna get no money for him um that's not good. That's a lot of money we could have spent on a better player. So it isn't good just always just blowing your cash. You do need to think about it a little bit. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I think my, my, my criticism of Conte is sometimes a little bit stubborn, but the, the more the main one is I think he sometimes lacks a little bit of fucking understanding of himself as a leader and as someone that people massively look up to. And he needs to understand that what he says and what he does ripples through the, 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 the squad. I'm not saying that this malaise that's set in with you know Reese putting three out of ten performances in Dyer, Son, formerly really dependable players, and the fact that they're starting to put in these shit performances. I'm not saying that's all to do with 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 Conte and stuff, but all this other circus around him is not good, not good. And he could so easily put it to bed. It's so easy to just stop it. Um, um, I do think. Um, sorry, I was going to say I do. I do think with the like sign the contract or spend the money conundrum i do think that the risk is much more with the club than it is with conte let's just riddle this out right let's say conte says okay fine i'll sign a two-year contract and then the club don't give him money it just means he gets a bigger payout yeah he'll leave never to be sacking for being but, shit but see, this, so it I, doesn't change well, the yeah. situation that's the risk so that's the risk yeah. to us the risk but, to us but, the risk to, to the yeah, owners not the, the risk conte. is still to us Exactly. So he might as well sign the deal and say to him, "Look, I still expect the players." Now, if they don't, if he doesn't get them, he carries on with shit performances, and he'll get sacked, and he'll just get a bigger payout. So, I do think you're right on the balance of the risk of the club versus his contract. He should just sign it and then see what they deliver. And if they don't deliver, then I think fans, myself included, would be like, "Well, he did give them the opportunity to to give them something." Just in terms of like speculating on players, I do think we need to, as a as a fan base, we should expect more. Yeah. And the reason that I say that is we we do spend a lot, but look, I, I, and I hate using them as an example, but I think it's a really relevant one. Pepe, Arsenal, seventy five million pounds. He's been fucking dog shit. Mustafi, thirty five million pounds, fucking dog shit. There are loads of players, Aubameyang, Ozil, paying mega money. They've just written it off and they've spent again. And it's like they never spend it. They don't give a shit. And the fans, as, as scummy cuntbags they are, they demanded that and it happened. We are almost apologising for us spending money on players that we want. I don't give a shit that it was 60 million. He's our most expensive player. It didn't work out. Spend another 70, 80, fucking 90 million. I, I don't care. We don't have the players who are capable of challenging for the league. And that's where we're at. We have the most expensive season tickets in Europe. We, we spend the most money on fucking services. We had to sell a little bit of our soul of our club to now host all these fucking events to make sure that we had the money to challenge. I understand the pandemic cost the club a lot of money. I understand that. But there is a whole world of speculating on future earnings, which, barring another global pandemic, which is very unlikely to ever happen again, we should be speculating to get this club in a position to win trophies. And we need to hold the club accountable for that. I think we do, and I've been guilty of this before in the past, of going, but they've done great work to get us here. True. True. So what? Hugo Lloris has been a great keeper, but now he's playing shit and we all want him dead. Same with (laughs) with Son, right? He was literally last year's golden boot winner. And now everyone thinks he's a shit cunt who should be on the bench. This is this Just, is what it is. Let me we, give, it's give you some. Let me give you some evidence to back up your point there, John. Um, since 2016, when Klopp took over at Liverpool, um, this is the spending of the big six in inverted commas. 
Liverpool's net spend, this is net spend, by the way, this is how much they've spent, I've speculated, if you will. Liverpool's net spend of it was 239 million and 98, sorry, 200, two, 239 million. Uh, Tottenham's is 370 million. Chelsea's is 463 million. Most interestingly here is Arsenal's at 515 million. More, the most mental thing here is that Manchester, Manchester United have spent over 200 million pounds more than Manchester City have in that time. Uh, the Liverpool thing though, they, they got massive money for Coutinho and I think they've sold another, another couple of big ones as well. Um, we should be able to compete with Arsenal in our spending, and we are around £145 million less in speculation in that time. Now, you could argue that that does include, that does include the demolishment of Wyatt Lane, the building of the stadium, our time at Wembley, and the pandemic, and that in the next three or four years, which is what Levy's always said that he would do, he'd start speculating on the team, which he, to his credit, has done to some degree since coming back to the stadium, that, that we will catch up with them to, to, uh, and perhaps you know, start to spend in the same way that Arsenal and Chelsea and even Manchester City do now. But it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Do you know what else needs to happen? Is we, need to, we need to be better in the transfer market. Kulisevsky, Romero, Pensancourt, all great signings. Emerson Real was not a good signing. And Dombele and Lacelso, I get it, it was the regime before Paratici turned up. Terrible signings. Huge amounts of money on players that could have been influential if we'd have got it right. So yeah, this is this is this is again though another sort of um concern I have over Conte is I, I look at like the Liverpool example is a good one and, and you're right, they did obviously like receive quite big income in terms of it's 140 million zone from Conte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is obviously skews the numbers a little bit. But I think the point is is true, which is that they had some youth players like Trent Alexander Arnold that's come through, Joe Gomez for example. But they also had players like Robertson who was in a relegated team. That team people yeah. thought he looked like a prospect, but that whole team, you know, he was one of their more stand up players. Just threw him in, started him, because they thought there's something there. He plays the way we want to play. We'll give him a go. It's that blend of experienced players. They they bought players from Southampton, like Mane, who was, again, not like ripping it up. They took, not necessarily gambles, but players who had a, like Salah, who had a good season, I think, at Roma before they signed him, who had always been quite a decent player, but didn't quite work out before. They They signed really intelligently, and they gave players who... You know, otherwise wouldn't have been given a chance. Um, Genie Wijnaldum from Newcastle always looked like a decent player for them, but nothing more. My worry with Conte is he does need like ready-made, steady professionals. And I said this before, my main concern is I think that style of football is dying, if not already dead. And that's what I worry about. If you look around Europe, the teams that are most successful, it's front foot, attacking, all-action football. And now we've seen it even with, with Arsenal. Possession-based. Right? Yeah, possession base. They went from being a bit more of a passive counter-attacking team. Now they're on the front foot and just smashing teams away in the first half. That's what Liverpool have been doing. That's what City have been doing. That's what Real Madrid have been doing. We are still playing this like Mourinho counter-attacking, sit in, defend. I just not. That's my worry. Is and on balance, I would still give them the money because I think we have to find out. But that's my worry: is that we we are just in a situation where he's not that football that style of football is just a bit gone. Well, I mean, he didn't play that yeah, way I, when he had had the players at his disposal in at Milan. Yeah, and Inter he played. He, he had a, he had he consistently had outperformed possession. Um, so so it is a lot about the playing squad. He had a lot more he had free a great, reign in Italy a great squad and there. and Juventus. Yeah, absolutely. And Juventus to your to your point though, uh, John at Juventus, it's it that. that there's there's two things, right? There's the playing style, and then there's the 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 how you your transfer strategy. The transfer strategy in Italy was very much by ready-made players. He's trying to do that here as well because that is his philosophy. He said that the other day: have fourteen, fifteen players, and they're they're ready when they come in, and then you build the youth through that. And that's that's fine. That's that's great if that works, but that takes time and it takes a shitload of money. Um, if you, especially in this league, by the way, as well. Premier League is the most expensive to shop for by far because there's the most money around. So that makes it harder for us. Um, I had another point as well, but the um, the, the 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 thing with Levy uh, you, that you touched on, um, 
sorry, around the transfers, Flav. Yeah. Um, Levy's been in charge of the transfers for what five, six years, um, and that's been a massive problem for us. And we're still dealing with that. All these failed massive players were pre. Prasci. I think he has. Yeah. I think I'm not again. I'm not sitting here just preaching patience, but like I think, I think I do think Prasci over time will, will have more more success in the transfer market. Can I just jump on that um, just while? Um, because we had uh, a message from friend of the show James Drummond, and um, he's not on socials. So this is quite interesting. Uh, listen to the Enoch Pod, the one we did last week with uh, Spook, and who else was on there? Alex. Um, uh, he said, really good stuff. I'm pretty much in the same place as you and Spook. Uh, as I'm not really on socials, I was completely unaware of the rumbling, uh, b- rumbling buildings again. Behind, sorry, the rumblings building again behind the Le- Levy chanting started within the second goal went in. I was baffled to hear that on, the, on that, on the, 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 the day that the window opens, it makes no sense to me. To my mind, that and recent performances lay squarely at Conte's doors. I'm by no means Conte out, but f- uh, far too many times when anything goes wrong, we blame Levy. He's an easy target who stays silent. He even looks a bit evil. A case of the better the devil you know, I think. But it was interesting that he was, he was unaware and was quite startled by the chanting and that how much social media plays a part in all of this. That mo- a lot of fans out there are just getting on with it and just think, oh, this is a bad period and, and maybe... Maybe it's not not a, an issue. What would you make it a point about doing it on the day that the window opens? Is it good in that instance to put pressure on him? To John, because you were talking about Arsenal fans not allowing them their fans their, their board to get away with it. I'm not convinced that those Arsenal protests had anything to do with Arsenal doing anything differently. I'm pre- I'm sure that they had a plan in place to to behave the way they have. They needed to get to a point where they had the financial clout to do it. That's what my assumption would be. I can't imagine Daniel Levy at a whim going, okay, so, all right, if the fans are unhappy, I'm going to spend loads of money. But it is important to have our voices heard. And if there are, is a sizable, uh, even a sizable minority of Spurs fans that want to lobby Levy into it's getting him to be more speculative in the transfer window, then actually on the first day of the, the window, it's not the, a bad time to do it, is it? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I mean, just to go back on the points around protests, and again, I, I hate giving them not down the road any credit whatsoever, but I, I do think it made an impact. And the reason I think that is because they had a, a viable option for someone to, who wanted to come in and put money into that club. Geezer owns Spotify. That rumour was circulating for ages, and whether that was bullshit or not, that that went away, and then they started spending fucking loads of money. Now, they were outside the ground. They were kicking off. I mean, that Geezer fell, I don't know if you remember, but he like, fell off the stadium and smashed his leg and face to bits. Yeah, which was which was um, you know tragic and hilarious at the same time, um, but th- I, I think it did make an impact, and I do think fan uh, action, if you want to call it that, can make a subtle difference because fundamentally, certain things are going to impact on someone on a human level. The reason that Nuno got sacked when he did is because the fans were fucking booing him, and it was absolutely toxic in the yeah. stadium. Yeah. Had that not been toxic, he might have lasted a few more weeks, right? Because it gets to a point where it becomes a, a mathematical equation for owners when they just look at it and go, we can't have this. But emotions in a ground, Levy will go to bed going, they fucking hate him. Yeah. I, should, I should sack him. I was thinking about it anyway. I should sack him. Now, if uh, the difference with this scenario is if it's aimed at him, yeah. he can't sack himself, right? He's got very little room and he's not, he's not going to go, oh... They want me out, right? Well, I'll put us up for sale tomorrow morning. Like it's not going to happen, but maybe it will start making him think. Well, they're not. They're not booing at Conte. They're not asking for Conte to leave. They're booing at me. What am I doing wrong? And there, you know, there's hopefully there's an element of reflection and you know self-reflection on on Levy that will make him go. Well, what is it? What am I missing? I thought I've been doing a great job. I've built this brilliant stadium. I've got us. You know, we've been to Champions League final. I thought we we're doing brilliant, but clearly there's something wrong here. And you just hope that there are people around him who are prepared to be a bit more honest with him. And that's the the hope for me is that someone like Conte, who does back himself and does believe it, and Pratici with the, the experience that he's got, 
are saying to him, like, no, like, you can sack me, you can let me go. The next manager will come and you'll have exactly the same issue. You can address it now or you can address it later. It's completely up to you. I want to see a little bit and then I'll sign. And we're going back to this conversation before, but that's that's my hope is that the more the, the fans do kick off in the ground about Levy and about Enoch and that whole view is, it might not mean that they leave, but it might change their behaviour a little bit in the same way as it's changed the behaviour of Fenway at Liverpool, the way that they kick off and then they start investing money and spending money and they've seen success as a result of that. Them lot down the road, like it does have an impact on owners because they fundamentally have an ego and they don't like to be disliked. These people are egotistical by their very nature. So keep booing, keep singing if you're not happy with the situation, is my view. I think um, fundamentally it's bad press for him. And it's bad press for yeah. Tottenham, and he, he won't like that look. So we'll want to kind of combat it. I don't know. Gordon, you was itching there, I, I, Mark, to get involved. Yeah. No, I, well, I've, I've got a, a, a small counterpoint, which I think is <clears throat> it might just be made up in my head or whatever. But I, I think I think Levy has had some form of of, of reacting because hiring, getting in Jose Mourinho was a massive departure from from how we've how Levy is currently or had had managed the club up until then. Um, in in the style. In the, I mean, in the reputation, you went from Pochettino, who'd come from Southampton and from fucking nowhere for that, who massively overperformed and took the club to, to the next level. Um, as fans, when, when we saw Poch start to kind of or to go downhill a little bit and falter, we were all clamoring for a big name. There was not, we were not going to allow them to go for another sort of project, sort of young up and coming manager. I just, I don't believe that. I do think that was, that was Levy listening to us and, and, and going for someone. And also himself wanting and feeling like the club was beginning to get to the stage. You know, we'd built the stadium and all that sort of stuff. Get to the stage where we could sort of start to take these steps. Um so, so I I do I think I think you guys are right. I think they do listen. Um and hopefully they they'll they'll listen this time as well. Um uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know where I'm 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 at with the 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 whole. I think Conte. I think you're right. Conte is probably waiting to see, and it, you can sort of read that between the lines on on his on his statements as well. He he's currently talking about we'll see. You know how how I'm uh, how my ambition manage matches the clubs. Um, if we if we don't go out and spend, I mean, what what's Levy? It's not in Levy's interest to not spend. Like he's going to want to constantly increase the value of the club. This is an asset for for Lewis for for sure, but it's also he's also a fan himself, Levy. So um, it's it's only in his interest to to do well to perform for the club. You know, just I mean, <clears throat> for the record, like Daniel Levy and he, uh, and the shareholders have never taken any money out of the club. Um, so there there is a misconception that that um, Daniel Levy, there is no there is no profit. <laughs> there's no profit. Daniel Levy doesn't take any money out of the club, but by spending the club's money on a stadium it does make his out at the end significant um you know he he he's on a massive salary he's oh, on yeah, like he's, he's, seven plus million a year he's, he's, he's fucking loaded he's, play, he's paid more than any, any other chairman in europe i think yeah in his situation but um a lot of people do seem to want any enoch out and uh like i say i mean we talked about it a lot i understand where everybody's coming from to be fair i understand why everyone's sentiments there's no i don't think anyone is right and it's just a, a very weird situation where we find ourselves in. You know what will change it? Win a few fucking games. Beat Arsenal. Well, f- things will change very quickly. The, the mind state of the players will change quickly. The feeling around the club will change quickly. And it would be nice if you're if, to, to if the people are gonna you know are Enoch out. It'd be nice at least to be winning while that's happening, rather than it just makes it worse when uh, it even feels like the fans are set. Like uh, there's a wedge between the fans as well as um, the fans in the club. <clears throat> Dizzy asks, um, do you see Enix selling in the club this year? No. Probably no, not. No, is absolutely the answer. not. No. I mean, even no, if someone no. came in now, like we, we talked about on the Patreon pods, it would be a long-winded negotiation, I'd imagine. Unless someone comes in with so much money and they're like, what's your valuation? Well, we value Tottenham at 4.5 million. There you go. And that could happen because the kind of, the kind of people that, are buy, that will want to buy Spurs are... They are nation states. They are, yeah. They are people. And that's one of my, that's one of my things about the the Levy out Enoch out lot that I'm, um, I don't I don't always get because I I, I absolutely respect people's um, 
opinions and rights to like go and moan and all that sort of stuff. But, and that's fine. And to not like the current ownership, that's fine. But I, I, I would like to see what else people would suggest we do because it is only American owners, which is not, that's not all bad, by the way. That's, that's in a lot of cases actually quite like fine. I think yeah, Fenway's done a brilliant job at Liverpool. Yes. Um, I, I think Glazers are the diametric opposite. Total fucking shit show. Although they've spent more money than anyone else, they've also taken more money out and indebted the club way more. So I think that's that's really bad. Um, I do not want to be owned by a fucking petrol state. I I don't. That is not uh, personally. I can't. I can't. That, I can't do that. That would that would ruin so many things for me. Yeah. Um, but that's just me talking. So no, no. Look, I, I think it's a fair comment. Uh, I, 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 and honestly, I don't think. I think. My, my assumption would be that the majority of Spurs fans wouldn't care either way. I think so. And that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's their opinion. People are absolutely, that's absolutely fine. I, I went to Newcastle away last season just after they got taken over. And the amount of people um, on the streets in Newcastle in like super happy, just loving the fact that their, their club, something positive was happening to their club after all the years of shit that they've had. Like, do you know what? That fair play to you guys. You guys, and, and you know, they it was whole families in Newcastle kits and that. That's that's brilliant. You know, well, if that makes your year fine, um, I, I, I couldn't. But, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I understand. Like I, when it was happening to them, I was like scumbags, all scum, all fucking. What they not care about the people in the human rights issues? Don't you care about it? But fundamentally, I just think people in general don't. Like there are, I'm not. There are lots of people that do care. Yeah. There are lots of people that do care. But I would say the large percentage probably don't mind or don't care or don't want to think about it. And they've got other things to think about in their lives and they don't want this to be another thing. But fuck knows, yeah. I don't know. The one, the one thing I think that makes our club, though, uniquely different is our sort of um, connection to the Jewish community and the historical connections to the Jewish community. That if we were bought by um, a nation state that's sort of diametrically opposed to the religion of Judaism. That, I think, is... is. I mean, I'm not Jewish myself, right? But I, I understand the history of the club and, and how important that is to that community. And I'm quite proud of the relationship the club has with that community and what that stands for and standing up against some of the sort of anti-Semitic um, shit that happened in the world and why the club kind of closed ranks around those those people in that community. I think that just completely decimates like decades of family history and they will not go to the club anymore they will not be able to support that you will not see israel flags for example being like um displayed within the ground will not be allowed and wherever you stand on and we're getting very deep here wherever you stand on israel as a state um the the jewish people that support the club i think will feel very unsafe if the ownership was to come from that part of the world and that to me is what makes our club slightly different to some of the other well, in fact all of the clubs in in the country so again for me that's where it becomes super complicated i don't actually see levy even selling for that reason but you never know what you reckon he'll he'll have a like a moral reason not to sell to an, an, a nation state like saudi arabia I think it. I mean, he is Jewish himself. I think it would be a very uncomfortable situation for him to sell his essentially his family business to a nation state that would be opposed to his religious belief. I, I think that's very unlikely. So I think it would be more likely that if we were to be acquired, that it would be U.S. money, which, to Mark's point, is also not bad thing, right? Because there are plenty of um, you know, businessmen. There's people from that part of the world who want good things and would do well with the club. How the about Chinese money? Owner. Can we agree? Chinese money, is that all right? <laughs> yeah, why Can we not? have a bit of Chinese sure. money? TikTok arena, mate. I'm, I'm all in. What? Get it in. Is that all right, Mark? What's wrong with the Chinese? Chinese? Oh, might as well bring the Russians in. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Bring them all in, mate. Bring them all in. Does Putin want a, 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 a little football club? Well, he's, he's Stadium? Already... He can hold his conferences in. His press conferences from? Well, I don't know. Maybe like just I'm not talking about like the sort of the politically dubious parts of the China. I'm not this, is, about the, this is the problem. That's the problem with China is everything is is run by whoa, the state. Well, that is a like broad. Nothing. Yeah, there is, might be some. No, no, no. I'm no, talking no, about that's, some that's, sort of little, they're, they're, 
but they're a communist they're a communist state and well, they're very a, open just everything a, just they own a, everything they can at any one point take over any business in that country and just go you are now state owned Oh, um, well, we've got to be bought by someone, boys. So can we just agree who's, yeah, the, least, yeah, it's who's the least evil out of all of them? Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. Bezos. Get Bezos in. He's not, he hates football. Bezos, you know, or, or, the, 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 Lego. He Lego. He has no no interest in football at all, right? N- no. Never dis- no. dis- never has never displayed any kind of interest in, in football at all. But everyone's going, come on, Bezos. Come, just come and buy us. <laughs> come on. Come on. Why won't you come? Um, um, yeah, Bezos or Elon Musk, just for a laugh, because he just like everyone, you know, a lot of people hate Musk, and I just think that would be Ma- something evil in me. Just thinks that would be really funny for him, just doing mad shit like launching a fucking rocket before kickoff and stuff, just from a stadium. <laughs> puts Harry mental and puts Harry Kane in a rocket. <laughs> yeah, he just puts some microchip in Harry Kane's brain, so we have two Harry Kanes playing. One is just like a cloned oh. body of Harry Kane, connected to the other one. Be amazing. <laughs> be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, uh, we've been running on here. Um, we was going to blame it. Like, uh, I was. I had a little section here about how can we dig out all the players, but I just don't have the energy to do it. <laughs> we all know. They're, we all know. They're shit, they're shit for now, but if we, if we score a few goals, uh, win a few games, they'll be fine again. Everything will be fine. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, like, final question then from Zeus. He says, if you could click your fingers and make one of these things happen, what would it be? Conte gets back sufficiently enough to shut him up or Poch returns and is backed I mean, if that's the scenario, it's Conte backed or Poch backed? Poch backed for one hundred percent for me personally. I fucking honestly hate Conte that much. (laughs) I love Poch. Bring back Daddy. Bring back Daddy. I hate Conte that much. I I, I, I do. I I hate. I hate him. I've got. I've got to say. I think now it's, it's, it's so it's all it's recency bias or or lack thereof. You know, because obviously things are not great at the moment. And things have been really good under Conte. And then you look back at Poch. And when you look back at his tenureship at Spurs, you don't you don't think about the Bayern game or the Brighton game, really. You think about all the really good stuff. The two, the we, Spurs fans are always talking about the 2016 season. And the fact that Spurs have, have spent the fifth amount, fifth lead, fifth, only the fifth most in the Premier League. Since then, and these other teams that we're competing with have, have really kind of broken away. Is, is a shame because we really had a, a chance under that 2016, but we built that fucking stadium. Anyway, um, the idea of now thinking romantically with my rose tinted glasses on, five year deal with Pochettino, commitment to back him. Yes, we'd, at least we'd know where we were or we are for five years. At least he fucking well, likes us. Well, well, at least he well, talks well, about Mark, us in glowing terms. I can't even tell you. That's all welling. Mark, I can't tell you what we're going to look like six months from now, let alone what Pochettino's... What do you think... How do you think that would change under Pochettino? What do you what do you think Pochettino would do? That was so... It was a different time when he came in. It was a different... The, the, the league was different. You didn't have Newcastle. You didn't have City. We've been a powerhouse to the same degree. You didn't have United spending such insane amounts as what they are spending at the moment. And it's, it, the world is different now, man. Like, I don't... And, and, and it, was, it was a shit squad he came in and, and took over to a, lot, to, 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 to a large degree. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I can see Kane, that. I, I, love, I love Poch. For sure, he doesn't. He's he's going to come in now. He's going to have to 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 shift that pain in the next sort of two years. Same with Son, and um, Larice needs to be shifted out fucking asap. He needs a new defence. He needs uh, you know he's got some some quality in midfield, um, and and we know that Poch can because he did it the first time. He can shift out the Deadwood, but it's not. Look at the Deadwood he was shifting out. Look at the Deadwood in the bird commas he needs to be shifting out now. Extreme, like legendary players, Harry Kane, Minson, Hugo Lloris. Those are the players we need to kind of start to move on now because they're, they're, they're getting on. It's going to be a much, much harder job. And, and it's, it's, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if Poch is, is that guy. Um, I love him. Quickly, I want him back eventually, but. But what, who do you want quickly, then yeah. if it isn't Poch? Conte, like just just fucking st- give Conte a shit ton of money for the next two transfer windows and and see what we get with that. All right. After it's it's stick or twist right now, and I'm, it's stick for me. This this is the point though. I think is the question should really be back Conte or bring in Poch and don't back him because that's actually what would happen. 
right? Is we would get Poch and he wouldn't get 200 million. He might get. Yeah, uh, you don't know that. You million. don't know that. I think we How, would because otherwise, because if Conte was backed, he would still be there. Oh, get in your box, Mark. He's done you there. <laughs> if Conte was back, he'd still be there. No, you don't. No, no, no. no. Look, look at this. Like the last the two clubs the, he left. No, fuck the that, money's man. not there for Conte. The why last two clubs he left. left. Correct. Last, that's why. That's why I said if the money's there for Conte, Poch, might not Poch be gone. Not. You're saying Conte would be gone because he wouldn't have been backed. He might have been Correct. backed, and and he'd still he still leaves. Like he does that all the time. He fell out at Inter, even though they fucking threw everything at him. Right, Set up the club maybe. after him. Let's maybe. not fall out, boys. Let's maybe. not fall out. <laughs> If that if that was the question, if it was like Poch without being like backed properly either, <laughs> then I would I would stay Conte and back him because that's what I think is the most realistic outcome here is like we need to we need to back someone like we haven't given Conte the fair crack of the whip. So let's back him, let's see where it goes, let's give him what he needs to do it. He needs to show us a bit of commitment. Get in some good players in January, find a little system, something clicks. You can you can see it sometimes. Remember when United brought in Fernandez, we missed out on him, we got the Celso instead. And it just like propelled their season, right? It could it could happen. We could just Conte just signs a contract, we sign a couple of key players like we did last January, we just go on a bit of a run, we consolidate top four and we go into the summer, Destiny Adogi coming in, we go again in the summer, another big spend, and you can see how quickly you can turn around squads. Look at the scum again. They had a decent season. It didn't quite work for them. They missed out in the top four. They strengthened again over the summer, and, and now look where they are. We True. could definitely do something similar. So we, we have to ride this storm out to a certain extent. So, Antonio, sign the ting. Dan, get your cash out, boy. Start spending. Bring in a few players, and let's fucking rock. Arteta did, uh, did finish eighth, eighth, and fifth in his first three exactly. seasons at, uh, at Arsenal. And now look at them. All right, that'll yeah. do. Uh, thanks boys um, this has been the Fighting God podcast again not sure if we've moved the conversation forward I think ultimately that is at the end I think just back him see what happens that's where we're at it's a bad moment at the, uh, at the time like, this is this isn't like whether you're Enoch out or Enoch in or Conte out Conte in or you're a back or whatever it might be this isn't the first time we've been in this situation as Spurs fans Many times in my life have I been in a situation where I think, I don't know what's going on at my club. I don't know where we're going as a, a, as a club, what our ambitions are. And then one little thing happens, one switch, and suddenly the mood changes, whether that is a change of manager, whatever it is. We can't do much as a fan base to change that sort of stuff. But this isn't going to be Spurs forever. This moment of frustration will pass and we'll have things to celebrate again. So until that time. Network.